You are now listening to the Hexgrid Heroes Podcast Network. For sci-fi, Pokemon, high fantasy or horror, check us out wherever you get podcasts and online at hexgridheroes.com. Alright, I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, we start today looking at Absalom Station, the hub of the Pact Worlds Alliance. It's a slowly spinning massive top in space. Its arms jutting out like daggers house the dozens of space docks that make up the arms. It centers the home of several gigantic organizations like the Lore Spire Complex for the Starfinders, the Bastion Mega Fortress of the Stewards, and the Golden Vault of Abadar Core. Within the transparent dome of the Eye, millions of beings call this station home and they go about their lives as best they can. Business people in fancy attire are rushing to their next meetings. Families and those with the day free stroll around the lush forestry of Jatembe Park. But we zoom out away from this scene, this slice of a civilization at peace in all of its mundane glory to a pair of beings also trying to live their best lives. Speeding away from the station on board a small black starship, bound for a drift beacon on the diaspora, our knight lieutenant of the Iomedian, Iomedian Navy Rhapsody and mysterious outlaw Akim Razur. The latter is pecking away at the controls, all four hands a blur on the navigation panel of the skull and tones. Sitting beside him, clad in heavy golden armor strapped in the co-pilot seat is Rhapsody. Her arms folded across her chest as Akim plugs in coordinates, and a green button lights up. Drift travel is go. Pressing the button with a careless slap of one of his hands, the ship tears itself out away from the material plane and enters the drift. Here, the scenery is vastly different from what lay before them a moment before. Where there was inky blackness and distant starlight dotting the view screen of this little racer, now a swirl of clouds and nebulae, nebulae fills the cabin of the ship in a pinkish-purple light. Akim, as you have now entered the drift, I need you to roll me a d6 plus 2 divided by your drift engine. Uh, I think we did this last time. I think I rolled a 6. Okay. I will do it. I will gladly do it again because I can always get lower. Yeah, I think that was Max, so go ahead and roll it again. So that's now three uh, plus two, so two and a half days. Okay. So for the next two and a half days, you are going to be traveling within the drift as the skull and tones navigates around huge swaths of chunks. Sometimes these chunks are mountain-sized bits from the material plane with whole ruined cities upon them. The uh, architecture blasted by age and the cosmic energies that flow through this transitional plane uh, sometimes they are large chunks of ice from the water plane or huge uh, supernova inferno burst just kind of lazing around in this empty space that is the drift plane. Now, uh, do you guys remember me discussing the the drift plane before? Would you like a little bit of a refresher? Uh, I remember it a bit, but I don't think uh, Tracy knows much about it. I know what he explained to his other crew because I listened carefully to his episodes. <laughs> that, that's that's fair enough. <laughs> and, and I appreciate that. So, okay, uh, so you guys know what the gap is. Uh, sometime mm-hmm. after the gap, a new god had arose from the ether. And, uh, no, actually, no, this took place way before. So anyway, um... The Drift is another plane of existence. Both of you are experienced Pathfinder players. You are well equipped to understand what a different plane is. The Drift plane is one that is accessible only by technology 
and it is a transitional plane wherein you enter one place, you're in there for a bit, your your ship's computers help you navigate, and it pops you out where you want to go in a set certain amount of time. The D6 plus two is the the uh, requisite roll, and I have the pilots, I always have the pilots roll it, and that's how many days you're in the drift. So, and normally, uh, you guys know this, normally if you have like a 0.5 when you divide, you just round. Well, with drift travel, you especially do not round at all because if there's, uh, say, a fleet of ships and they all have different drift ratings, they all the pilots all roll different D6. So in a, in a space, in a massive space combat situation, in a war situation, whole fleets could show up days or <laughs> a week before the rest of the fleet. And it's just, that's why we don't round. Um, so within the drift, it's this purple pinkish haze all around and a uh, fun little thing about the drift is it was given to the knowledge of it was given to all society all civilizations were given this technology or the the knowledge to attain this technology when the god triune was formed uh and though so obviously humans dwarves uh kasafa all the different the core races we all know and love they had access to it but in fact every civilization like literally they uh there's uh, records of ancient tablets detailing how to do it but some races just didn't have the mechanical or uh cognitive know-how to pull them off so the drift knowledge was a gift from this god triune and when one enters the drift it's not necessarily always around you but the way it works is uh bits of the plane you're in are ripped from it and entered into the drift. So as you're flying through here, you can see uh, that that city you saw on one side was ripped from there. And one of the, the fears that some people have about the drift is the drift isn't such a good thing. In fact, it's kind of like pollution, but instead of garbage spilling up, whole swaths of... Uh, someone's home could just be ripped out and just thrown into the drift plane so it's kind of it's kind of it's a, it's a touchy subject with some people but so far it's been so beneficial there have been uh, restrictions put in place so i figure it's highly illegal to enter drift jump near literally anything solid that's true yes um it doesn't say mechanically uh, that you can't do it, but uh, I, I have it. That's kind of the how I'm thinking of it, too. It's also, it doesn't make sense for you to, um, just like in, a, I mean, name a sci-fi property that does it. When you go into hyperspace, you're not supposed to do it from a planet because of the gravity well or whatever. So, mm -hmm. too, with this, the drift, like, they don't want to risk it, so they want you to be out away from the rest of it. You need to go out a ways from Absalom Station, so a, a big section can't be uh, sheared off. And that's kind of how they refer to it, as it's shearing of these planes, these perfect blocks, not blocks, but perfect sections just floating around out there. So um, I, I, I have a question. Uh, yeah. Does the drift have a substantial enough atmosphere to sound for sound to travel through it? Um, the drift itself, it is, uh, ever expand, expanding. It's like, it's its own plane. So it takes up however much space it needs. Uh, it is airless. 
Uh, magic works within it. Uh, it. It just says airless. It doesn't say it's a vacuum. So uh, I would say, yeah, sound works okay in here. Okay. Is there uh, a reason for it, or is that going to come into play? I, I think uh, Occam would probably set the ship sensors to kind of like point at random chunks of things and kind of like uh, long-range audio detection and just sample things. Oh, He's because... Akim yeah, is a DJ. He, this is how, like, you know, like your echo locating off of stuff to get sound bites for your 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 mixtapes. Kinda, yeah. He he's using like the like those um, satellite microphones that are super pointed and specific, mm-hmm. and, and just picking up uh, sound bites and okay. and stuff. He's building a library. They get auto labeled based off of a rough description of whatever the hell it was pointed at as best as the computer can uh, quantify. Okay, so let seen. me ask you a question then. So this is for to see the effects of sound on these objects, or is it to get these it's, sounds? It's to get sounds from the object. But but you're not like cat like oh you know this you know you you test something out you can like oh I know that sound that's. That's uh that's coming off of a hole of a ship made of coral or something like that. This no, is just... he he's just sampling. Gotcha. In okay. a sen- essence, he's building. He he constantly like is building his library of sound bites. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. No, that's that's good to know. Uh, so yeah, for two and a half days, you're just going through here, just huge chunks all over. It's uh it's not very populated. You don't see a whole lot of people. The way it works is. It's it's kind of <clears throat> it's kind of unknown exactly like it's you'd think a god could just that has the power to traverse planes could just plop you from one straight into the other it's it's a little bit unknown and there's some theories with uh, clerics of triune that uh, the journey is part of it it's not just getting to each destination as quick as possible so uh, what do you what do you guys do for two and a half days as you're floating in here. Well, I think Rhapsody's main thing would be uh, going over the uh, data reports for the mission, mm-hmm. like with a fine tooth, fine tooth comb, just trying to find out every little detail, prepare for every contingency. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does not want another mistake. Gotcha. And uh, do you remember the mission, or would you like me to give you uh, bullet points? We are hunting down a guy that uh, does illegal, creepy stuff that's redacted, mm-hmm. but seems to have something to do with undead. <laughs> he's a uh, he's an undead science officer or something like that. Yeah. From uh, I forget what it's called. Eox. Mm-hmm. Eox. That's is, right. Yep. Is the dead planet. Uh. Yep. And he he went rogue, so they want yes. him. Uh, captured or dead? I forget. Brought to or justice was the brought to justice. Yeah, and but you know, given to the Iomedian. Am I saying that right? Iomedian. I, that's how I would say it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I the. Uh, it, it, I feel like uh, w- once you give uh, a, a death or not a death, it, you, you give a warrant to the Iomedian Navy and the target is undead, I feel like uh, the people giving it kind of know what to expect. (laughs) 
definitely not going to a white collar prison. This uh, undead person going up against uh, uh, a faction of worshippers of a god who abhor the undead, I think is a fair assessment. So yeah, you were just yeah, a... the the Armadian followers. If somebody chooses to surrender to them, they mm. have to accept the surrender. Oh, um, even if they're undead, they don't have like a, a blind. Uh, Nah, they're they're not as bad as Ferazmian. Ferazmian. Okay. But uh, uh, I, he probably would not enjoy his surrender a whole lot because yeah, he's not. He wouldn't be going to no uh, no comfortable yeah place. So. Yeah, no no country club prison. Gotcha. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that was your mission. Uh, you were sent by your uh, knight commander to uh take Occam with you because he's he's uh crafty. He's shifty and uh so you are now two and a half days of travel of uh on their way to uh Akim, you have a beacon you have a private yeah. beacon set up in the diaspora that uh you uh, often use to uh, make your uh jumps from into uh so what are you doing in these two and a half days while rhapsody is going over the uh mission reports uh, i'd probably pick up a few more details on it myself since i kind of just glanced at it and uh, before bailing on the bar uh, back at Absalom. Mm -hmm. So uh, I probably actually get the details because I figure, well, at this point, might as well. Oh, um, and uh, another thing, uh, in that first day, you guys can have, uh, I'll allow you to eat the meals you ordered from the Click Clack Club. Uh, <laughs> Yay. They, they, they didn't get blown up by, was it sheer and eye rifle? Uh, yeah, I don't think any of you took explosive damage at all. So no, they're fine. They may be a little squished in the packaging, but uh, no, they're they're good. If I remember right, uh, Akim, you ordered a spicy dish. Yes. And uh, Rhapsody ordered a uh, homestyle meatloaf and potato sort of deal. Yep. So yeah, you guys can you know break bread over that as you're going over the mission reports. And uh, why don't both of you give me a culture check if you have <laughs> ranks in it? Let's do I have ranks and culture? I, I, I better. Do. Yes, I do. Cool, good. <laughs> the uh, first couple episodes of the uh, core group, only uh, one person had culture, and I just like, I want to explain this stuff to you, but it just feels so <laughs> lopsided that only I... one of you gets to roll a check. <laughs> well, I, I got a 21, but that's because okay. I rolled really, really high. My culture is not great. Gotcha. I, roll, I got a 22, and I rolled pretty high. All right. Well, I, I assume with your guys' backgrounds, um, all the, the tactics, all the, the battle planning that Rhapsody would have done with the Navy, I'm going to start sorting it to the Navy. Uh, <laughs> the I-Navy. The, the there you don't go. Su don't hey. sue me, Apple. Um, <laughs> you, are, you are well up on different cultures, especially the cultures of the undead. Occam, you are, uh, like I said before, you're a crafty, wily person. You've done extensive research. You've probably like to know a little bit about everything so you know that in the culture of eox though they are undead and though that many of them are mechanically evil um that they are beings not unlike the rest of you the uh the uh, they have kind of the, the way the way i picture it is like like everyone's evil so they're all on a level playing field so it's not really evil unless someone does something really big so it's just kind of understood like, oh, they're just trying to go about their lives the way they do it. It's just a different moral system, different value systems. And uh, what's uh, your... 
Oh, um, no. can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Uh, if my check were five higher, would I know anybody among uh, among the space pirates or the um, the music community that's one of these Eoxians? You son of a bitch. Um, yes, actually, there are... Um, you would, yes. Are you... Is there a, a feature you're about to pull? Uh, it's um, an icon, so relevant DCs are five oh, lower for me. Yep. Uh, and uh, I figured those two things would be relevant. Yeah, they would. But I uh, just make it a boost instead of a DC adjuster. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way as well. I thought it was kind of a neat little thing, but then that's one more thing for... In my my core crew, they're very new to the system and gaming in general, so I also try to streamline a couple things. Um, with your 22, it was good enough to get this. I wasn't really going that way, but because it is you with a 22, so Rhapsody, you understand that it's a different value system than you're used to. It may run counter to what your uh, beliefs are, and that's just, you know, another form of alien life. You know, it's just different. It's like a human in a Klingon meeting up. You know, you're not going to... Right. Some people may uh, <laughs> may bond quite quickly with a Klingon, but uh, uh, sitting around playing fantasy games, maybe a Klingon wouldn't quite get where we're coming from with that. But uh, so that's kind of what you get with your score. It's a great score, and you know that... Uh, there's a kind of a terse uh, standstill between the, the the hordes of the undead of that planet and the Iomedian Navy. It's like, yes, they're evil. Yes, they are undead. But it wouldn't be a real status quo of you guys to just go through a crusade and wipe out this entire planet of... Yes, as living. long as they stay on their planet and don't cause any trouble for anybody mm -hmm. else, we Precisely. don't let them alone. Yep, uh, and until something like this happens, and then you are uh, guns and swords blazing. Uh, so that's that's what you get with your check. Uh, Occam, with yours, uh, you know that there, there's entertainment all over Eox. I don't have uh, exact band names off the top of my head, nor do I know any from the established settings, but you do know of one very famous announcer. His name is Zoe, and it's spelled Z O exclamation point and he is kind of the ryan seacrest of eox he hosts all the uh the, the the game shows the reality tv he is the guy and maybe you've even met him um but he is like like when now i have to take a step back into the real world sean are you familiar of the impact of ryan seacrest uh i know he was on american idol okay okay he, so the... he he is he is dick clark there you go. Now you're talking about something I understand. Okay. You know who Dick Clark is, Sean? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, New Year's ball drop. Uh, the, the old guy that did it forever and ever and ever, and he finally died. American Bandstand. Don't know. I, I know he doesn't know that. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Um, the the... Um, like the... Twilight Zone guy. He's a really iconic sure. person. Yes, okay, there. Yes, icon. Yes, Rod Serling of Twilight Zone, except he, not only does he do the creepy shows, he does um, zany, weird, almost uh, Ill illegal-looking uh, reality TV shows, and he he's the host. I kind of had a voice in mind for him, but I didn't really think anyone's going to go to EOX, so I haven't made him made him, but he's got a very bombastic boisterous voice and he's uh just a real ham on screen where he's just 
just his element is uh, attention. So yeah, you know of him. I don't know if you would know him like that because his he... tiny little mustache makes him look like he talks like this. Did you did you look him up already? Yeah. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say, how did you know the mustache? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's absolutely he's an undead skeletal kind of creature, uh, Yoxian, and he's got a pencil thin mustache. So yeah, that is him. But because who he is, he is like a very legitimate person with ties to the huge corporations that put out entertainment. When you were in the Click Clack Club, I kind of teased him uh, talking about reality TV shows coming out of Eox in the halls of the living dead. That was him. I just didn't have him fleshed, haha, <laughs> uh, fleshed <laughs> out. <laughs> but um, so yeah, uh, since he's a legitimate person, you will definitely know him by reputation, but Akim may not have met him unless he was uh, especially crafty. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't feel like uh, Occam's met him directly. Mm-hmm. Not pro- probably not uh, in his general line of work. He's more likely to have met a famous space pirate or something mm-hmm. comparatively. Okay, uh, that's a, that leads me to another thing uh, with your good check. It's there is the corpse fleet, and they are, uh, and I guess this would tie in with Rhapsody's knowledge as well. So the corpse fleet. Let me get the book out because I. I remember that from the time from that shall not be named. The gap? No. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he he brought that in, but uh, that that wasn't his creation at all. I forgot about that. Just triggered me a little bit. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's all right. <laughs> you get to do the voice like you just don't do that. okay instead of looking through books so uh the corpse fleet is a military organization from eox that uh went renegade from the eox uh main government they're officially disowned by the eoxian government uh so they're they're kind of like a a splinter group broke off and uh they have uh large ships of their own a whole fleets that kind of go around doing their own thing uh, they're a fully established military of their own. The, uh, their, their main goal is to shatter the unity that the packed worlds have been enjoying for so long. Hmm. And, uh, they're, so they're, 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 they're roaming around, uh, as I feel like, uh, Akim gets around a lot. You may have bumped into corpse fleet, uh, skirmishes. Yeah. Probably uh, scavenged from a few too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, these these things they're they're of the mindset where if your ship is damaged, they could salvage it and use it, or they could just discard it. So yeah, you would definitely. And there's corpse fleet uh, pirates. There's pirates of all races, and you definitely would have made at least a couple contacts. Just sheer probability, one of them's got to be undead. Right. I feel like Occam then would be kind of familiar with the idea just because you see a corpse floating there, don't assume it's not going to grab onto your ship and do shit. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. As I was prepping this session, I was looking at all the different undead things that could happen. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty terrifying. So That's uh, why you don't ex- explore uh, depressurized ruins without a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
uh, always, oh yeah, there's a picture of him right there. Um, yep, that's Zoe. I don't know how uh, else to just, that's, that's him. Uh, and I'll post a picture of that in the show notes when this drops. But uh, yeah, so two and a half days, you're kind of comparing notes. Occam, you'll tell Rhapsody, hey, or actually I could probably let you guys talk as your own characters for a bit. As, like at the at the tail end of uh, of us eating, I like take like a weird like little sluggy pepper thing, like a sp spicy alien slug, and mm -hmm. like I I like wiggle it in front of one of the cracks uh, between the panels in my uh, in my ship. And this little like tentacle comes out and grabs it and sucks it between the plates. Okay, that's new to me. <laughs> that's Kao. I've been sending you messages about her. Oh, this is the cat. Okay, so yeah. I, let me let me pull back the curtain before we get, and I'll let you fully get into that. So, uh, Tracy and Sean, lovely married couple that I love. They uh, they have cats as pets, and sometimes those pets like to let themselves be known. So, uh, in, in your guys's podcast, it's uh, it's uh, Tavern Cats. And, and, I, and I love being able to bring that up. Uh, they've been quiet tonight so far. But uh, so mm -hmm. we're working it in that, Sean, you go ahead and tell me about your friend Kalo. Kao. Uh, spelled C-H-A-O. Um, Kao was, is, is a, not been with Occam very long and kind of just snuck onto his ship one day while he was out. Uh, perusing the vacuum of space for parts, so to the best of Occam's knowledge, Ko does not need to breathe. It can also squeeze in between the panels of his ship and often hides there, but uh, he does try to keep Ko fed. It does seem to need to eat, uh, and he would much rather it eat his food stores than his face. Uh, every once in a while, it comes out and takes a more or less cat-like form with uh, uh, kind of purplish eyes and uh a tentacular tail mm. but uh to so the best you, of huh do you just go out into space and collect things that can't breathe apparently um <laughs> well i go out into space to find uh technology and machinery that's been discarded and or blasted off of other ships so <laughs> technically yes your statement is accurate <laughs> And uh, do you have uh, plans to bring this out with you uh, on adventures? Should I create a stat block? Uh, no, not really. Um, he kind of just lets it be. Mm -hmm. um, he hasn't had a reason to uh, blast it yet, and it's better than being kind of like lonely and shit. So, I, I think you may have misunderstood. Do you plan on having an animal companion? No. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh it was fine either way. I was just curious, because uh, yeah, that sounds really cool. And you did send me uh, artwork for this thing, and it's it's really cool. Is that something that can be shared, or is that? Uh, it's not my artwork, but uh, it's available on Google. So cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll post in the uh, show. Uh, if we can find the artist to credit them, then yeah. Cool. Definitely will. All right. So yeah, you're you're feeding your pet. Uh, <laughs> it seems to have liked your uh, spicy grub food. Yeah. 
just waiting. It was probably one of these days I'm gonna like, here you go, and I eat something that's just frothing or doing something really fucking weird. <laughs> cool. It's <laughs> just like, well, guess we found what you can't have. Here's a data pad just of uh, everything you fed it, and with a check mark <laughs> next to everything. Yeah. It's like chocolate chip cookies turns into giant raging monstrosity, takes lasers from ship <laughs> to stop. Still doesn't kill. Please help. <laughs> Please help. <laughs> There's a beacon button next to it. So yeah, uh, the two of you are doing this for two and a half days, and uh, eventually, after uh, catching up entirely on what the actual mission is, you pop back out into the material plane. Uh as you burst into the material plane, you have to act quickly, Akim. One of the reasons your beacon is so effective is because of its precarious placement among all the debris. Uh, you, But you're able, you've done this before, you, you're able to uh, maneuver your ship and you slide into a uh, outcropping or into an outcropping that is uh, positioned in such a way that from uh, a distance, if someone were to be watching you, it looked like you just dive bombed straight into an asteroid uh surface but you don't you don't collide in fact you slide into a dark hangar and uh as you disembark uh lights start powering on and a voice calls out welcome back Akim. i see you have brought back rhapsody it is pleasant to have you return night lieutenant thank you darling how are you all systems nominal. Akim, your ship manifest does not show any new upgrades for the base. What brings you back so quickly and without new toys? Uh, got a uh, got a stream that went out. I didn't want to play with the Abadar boys, so came back here, set up shop, see what was going on. Got a mission to go out on with Rhapsody here, uh, hunting down some. Undead uh, scientist, rogue. One can imagine a uh, sack of rotting flesh, as it were. A mission so soon. Uh, Very well. Uh, and uh, uh, the, the voice clips off in the lights of this hangar bay, raise illumination a bit, and you look around. It's it's still drab. It's still mostly dark, but it's very drab in here. The, uh, the base floors are clean and relatively clear, but all over the walls and ceilings are cracks in the rock, but they seem to be sealed up with an industrial epoxy. Further as you come in, there's a thick metal door sealed tight with a pad to the right. And uh, the voice comes back, and this voice, I guess I should have said at the start, is uh, your AI, Karina. Uh, was it C4? Uh, CR-1 uh, N4. That's it. We call her Karina. Uh, she, she pipes back in now, just to be sure you are not a pair of reptoid imposters, please enter the passcode. One, three, three, seven. <laughs> there were four numbers that I thought you were going to use. That was one of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Akim. I had to be sure. And the door hisses open uh, before you and the hallway lights begin to light up. Um, and as you make your way through this hallway, you sent me a, uh, you called it this, a, a, a kind of a rough draft of your uh, asteroid base. Uh, I'd like you, first of all, answer, uh, does it have a name? Do you no. have a name for your home? Uh, no? It, it doesn't. Uh, 
he never expects them after the first one to last super long. Okay. So they're always kind of made of uh, what he can. They're they're dug out with the laser on his ship usually, and nice. uh, and then kind of pieced together with broken ship parts. Uh, okay. So he keep he keeps it kind of to a minimum. They're simple. He doesn't name them. Doesn't get attached. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, as you enter the main area, uh, the lights are powering on. Computers are uh, going out of sleep mode. Why don't you describe what the rest of this place looks like, since it is yours? So once once we're inside the big metal door, uh, it goes into a uh, a corridor that's part of a. Uh, an internal ship corridor that's been stripped from another ship. It -hmm. turns into yet another two turning corridors from different ships. Uh, You can tell by the materials and just the general aesthetic that they're pulled apart, but they're stuck together pretty well, pretty solidly. Um, And this leads into a fairly large but plain living area that has um, a couple of separator curtains that are like uh, they're they're gravity free or they're no gravity capable they're stuck to the floor and the ceiling and slide around on little rings okay but uh there's a couple of uh beds um just in case he has a guest which he does here and then uh, actually to the right I'm gonna, i want to interrupt you right Sorry. there yeah. no you're fine you're fine uh before you continue do you often have guests uh, I wouldn't say often, but he hates to be an awful host. So, mm. uh, in the rare occasion that uh, someone who is more often than not someone from his his past, such as uh, perhaps the original Karina or uh, Gorbik, a uh, a space pirate goblin who he's uh, rather fond of, and. Uh, like just occasionally other pirates so yeah y- your your contacts you uh people you you feel you can trust like rhapsody you do bring them in and they do you you set them up yeah if somebody needs to lay low for a little bit if somebody just needs a place to to sleep without pinging their ship out mm-hmm. uh if, if somebody's like running out of food he 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 likes he stocks up he has like food stores here i imagine they're the like hyper generic like the stuff that you put into a synthesizer and pull out but uh he he's got a, a good chunk of it here okay uh, so like and i think maybe we should say starve. for the people for the people listening that uh because it probably seems kind of odd that this extremely lawful night of Iamedia is running around with a space pirate mm-hmm. that she's loyal to him because he saved her life yeah and that's uh, the reason she's not capturing him and putting him in jail. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't do extremely illegal things. I am technically a space pirate because I'm out in space and I break the law and I steal things that aren't mine. But I don't generally go around to ships that are actively manned and steal things that aren't mine. I usually go around and just scrounge the scraps, uh, which are by most corporations still owned by somebody. Um, <laughs> I also play music illegally, which is my most common occurring crime. Uh, out for everyone to hear on pirate radio uh but uh yeah i found her on a busted up uh blasted to shit ship and because she was an android uh gave me a hell of a scare she wasn't dead who <laughs> is like oh corpse Oop, corpse <laughs> oh shit <laughs> <laughs> 
so I, I probably have a, a, a had at some point a bump on my noggin from her but uh ultimately it's a big I noggin. Got her <laughs> yeah it is a big noggin but I, I got her out of there and uh got her back to safety eventually so she's she's been here before because this would have been our first stop mm-hmm. um and uh so that that that's the general gist of our of our conjoined backstory there. Mm-hmm. Um, to the right of the bedroom <laughs> is um, is sort of like the synthesizer kitchen, living room, dining room slash everything else uh, room, basically. The public and, space. Uh, the public space, yes. And in here, there is another door. And that door goes to Occam's studio, uh, which is soundproofed and uh, contains the bass's computers and uh, his recording uh, hardware. Not his best recording hardware. He actually keeps that on the ship. But his, uh, his more robust hardware. So is uh, this is uh, this is where your music is broadcast from? When you're not um, in your ship, what, when I'm not in my ship, uh, it this this is where he um, he does all of his editing, his primary recording, and this is where he will sometimes broadcast from. Yes, but only if he feels like um, like if he gets an alert from one of the relays that it's being backtraced, he'll. Mm-hmm go from here because he'd rather lose this place than his ship absolutely because his his ship he's been working on for five years and it's pretty much just gotten to where he wants it (laughs) and i I got the name right before skull and tones yeah okay cool just want to make sure i I messaged you a couple times before we met tonight and uh i think i wrote it once or twice and i could i was kind of i put it i put it casual like yeah i know the name of your ship and i was kind of hoping like I got it if right. It was First wrong, of all, you were going to correct me and like, oh, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. So, uh, all right. So, uh, was it was that the uh, the extent of the layout of your base? Uh, like, with the exception of a secret hallway, which connects from the general living space uh, mm-hmm. back to the hangar, uh, there's a hidden door over each um, that Akim knows how to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karina can also open it if need be. Okay. But it's basically just a quick way for him to get back to the ship without going back right through the base where any potential invader would just run into him. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So a uh, little paranoid. He is a little <laughs> paranoid, but he has a decent enough reason to be. Uh, Abadar Corps has Robocop, basically. <laughs> they definitely got Robocop. They got Robocop with wings. They got they got all the RoboCops. So, okay, <laughs> uh, you guys go to your main area. Um, uh, Rhapsody, uh, tell me about you. What, what do you do when you first get back to this area where you uh, have clearly been before? Yeah, since she's been here before, she knows where her room is at and everything. Uh, so, being that she's not expecting to get into a, a huge fight in the middle of his living room, Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's gonna change into her more casual clothes. Uh, 
figure because she figures if nothing else they're at least going to stay the night here rest up before moving on mm -hmm. so yeah she she's going to try to kick back and relax them <laughs> no you know the, the armor she's strong the armor you know and everything but it's just like not comfort clothing As Occam's going through, um, he's going to be asking Karina questions. They're kind of just like things that he asks every time he comes back. He's basically asking if any large ships have been nearby recently that she's picked up, if any um, uh, hacking attempts were made, uh, thing things like that. Basic security kind of checklist. There has not been very much activity as it has not been that long since you were last here. The pirates have largely kept at bay. Uh, no hacking attempts have been monitored. However, there is a buildup in radiation. A segment of the diaspora will light up and she'll kind of denote where you are and then relation to where this is. The reason why I was surprised you did not bring back any toys was I had expected at least a radiation sweeper. I must urge you to make sure to have that uh, the next time we meet again. I do not fully know how far this will spread. That we can uh, definitely do. Uh, I mean, we are going to raid a scientist after all. So, they probably have one. If not, we'll find one. Darling, Karina. Rhapsody, yes. Tell me, has uh, Occam here gotten any more tasteful music while I've been away. Uh, while he was away, I was searching through the archives, and I do believe I have something that is possibly more to your liking. And uh, at this, uh, the lights will dim a little bit in the main sitting area, and uh, light instrumental music will start playing. Definitely uh, more your style, uh, more... Uh, I said classical music, uh, instrumental, uh, soft string instruments, no, not a whole lot of synthetic uh, tones are coming from this at all. See, darling, you should play stuff like this on your channel. I do from time to time, but people like things like Abyss Head and, uh, what was it, Strawberry, not Strawberry Shortcake. <laughs> strawberry, <laughs> strawberry Machine Cake. People like Abyss Head and Strawberry Machine Cake better. People like uh, things like a beast head, strawberry machine cake, you know, deftones. I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, you can. Yeah, they, I just can't play their music. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, stuff like that a bit better. But, you know, I play it from time to time. It's not my fault you're not always listening. It is... It is too fast and often sounds like chipmunks are singing it. Karina pipes in yes, Chiptune Thursday has become quite the favorite among certain listeners. I like Chiptune alright. Get some uh, get some good nice songs, retrofy them, make them uh, you know, make them only 255 bit or 256 bit as if 8 bit couldn't be a thing. <laughs> Too retro. <laughs> <laughs> so time passes. Uh, uh, Rhapsody, you are in your nice, more casual uh, 
uh, clothes. Uh, the, the music keeps playing. Do you dance? She, she does, but not well. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, is that is that a uh, uh, being an android? Is this due to um, physical uh, limitations of uh, of herself, or are they more uh, style um, ability? Well, it ha has more to do with I'm used to playing Pathfinder, where dancing is a performance check, and it's based off charisma, <laughs> and I have a fucking eight uh -huh. charisma. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm supposed to cuss that bad. <laughs> no, please. No, please cuss. But yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's it's something that she enjoys. Uh, mm -hmm. And she probably doesn't find a person to dance with very often, even when she goes out uh, to the clubs or whatever, because she's a very tall, intimidating woman. Um, so mm -hmm. she probably dances by herself a lot, but she doesn't do it well. <laughs> Okay. Um, let me see. Let me think. I feel like athletics. I feel. I feel like athletics would be the. Uh... Nah, I'll just say athletics. Give me just a, a basic athletics to see if uh, your. Oh, without my minus six. <laughs> yep, without your, uh, your armor check penalty. An eleven. Okay, that's not bad. It's uh, luckily Akim doesn't have uh, a whole lot of. Uh, Oh, he, he may have stuff he tinkers with, but you're in the large part of, part of the living room and you're just kind of swaying around and you don't really mess up his uh, mess. Actually, on a scale of one to ten, Sean, how tidy would your uh, base be? Because I, I, I wouldn't say it's super tidy. It, it's got a lot of empty space, but mm -hmm. uh, he does try to pile up his junk in piles. Yeah. Uh, so, like, there's a... There's a pile of crap out in the hangar bay, and then there's a pile of electronics uh, that's pretty sizable, but it's kind of confined to the area just inside, uh, like, the nook between the area between the bedrooms and mm -hmm. uh, his studio. So okay. it's in a corner, essentially. Yep. Uh, after you sent me the image, I was kind of writing up, and I was describing what I saw the base as. And when I, got, I started at the hangar, obviously, and I put, there's a tidy pile of shipping pallets. And then I realized like, I don't know what the fuck you want them to be. So I'm like, <laughs> hey, Sean, I, mental note to me. I'm like, have Sean describe what everything looks like uh, because this is your home uh, until you get discovered. It sounds uh, a right. lot like the area around Sean's desk where oh, yeah? he says he knows he, where everything's at, but there's just random piles of crap. Yeah. yeah. Art imitating life. I get it. <laughs> so okay yeah you're dancing in this main area and you're able to avoid his clutter uh does ko come out uh i'm gonna roll because i have no influence over ko as akim really uh, mm -hmm. i'm going to roll that's a natural 20 so i'm gonna say yes ko is somewhere in the base <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> all right uh so yeah you're able to uh, avoid the uh tentacular cat as well K.O. is starting to remind me of Momo. There's company, so she's hiding in the cabinet. <laughs> Probably this is something just starts fritzing out. <laughs> Why is it making five pounds of chocolate? Why? So you have a culinary synthesizer in here. That's a good note for me. Mm. 
I have just the the little um what are they the nutrition block uh R- r2es ready to r2es yeah are ready to eat that's not even a thing i made up they they can't say mre so they have r2es ready to eat okay yeah that's how that's spelled okay so yeah the uh the evening passes uh, uh rhapsody's dancing to her music for a while uh Occam, you're getting situated what sort of uh computer work will you do here do you have to like update any uh, broadcast or anything like that. You have the, the basically the night to uh, relax, uh, gather yourselves, uh, retrieve anything from here that you think you may need on this mission of uh, that you may not have just had on you on Absalom Station. Uh, so you have the night. Oh, she's totally uh, gonna try to get Occam to dance with her. Okay. Can Occam roll acrobatics instead of athletics? <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine with that. You you have four arms. I feel like you know you, you're. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm I'm loose with the rules. All <laughs> Go right. for it. So um, so you're so let me just before you roll. So you are acquiescing. You are going to dance with her. Yeah, for a little bit. Sure. I'm not going to dance the night away, but I'll. I'll hey, I play I'll video games dancing. with you. You can dance with me. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Uh. uh Give me the roll and uh, tell me how this goes. I got a, a 14. Okay. Uh, uh, Rhapsody, why don't you give me a, another one now that you have a partner? So I get a plus three. I rolled an 11, so I got a 14 as well. Okay. Uh, and uh, whose music is playing right now? I don't think I don't think she danced to my music, so <laughs> it's probably still hers. I guess that's fair. Okay, so uh, I, I mean, feel like she you... would because when she's uh, back at uh, the station, that's what is played at most of the clubs. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's they have a enough. jazz club. Well, it's like any uh, sort of thing. If, the, if as long as it's not a live band, there's jukeboxes you can pay a credit and uh, play whatever you want to hear. You may get looks in certain uh, establishments if you play that kind of music, but it's the same as real life. If you want to play good music, people aren't going to enjoy it. So yeah, uh, you guys both... <laughs> you both rolled 14. That's good enough. You guys are dancing. Uh, I don't know which one of you would lead with uh, Rhapsody size or Akin's, uh limbs. Uh, you guys cut a nice little rug and this nice little uh, hideaway basement dwelling of a uh, asteroid in the asteroid belt. So yeah, you spend some time dancing together. It's nice. Music is pleasant. Ko comes out, because climbs on the pile be, of bullshit. You would be very good at uh, swing dancing because you have more arms to swing people around. Yes, but uh, they'd have to be pretty light people. <laughs> Well, I didn't say you could swing me. You need a forklift for that. That's, I think, a little bit of... Maybe in your armor. Maybe in your armor. I, I don't recommend... K.O., K.O., what, did, what, are you, what are you doing? No, K.O., K.O. K.O. is now climbing the pile of your uh, gadgets, trying to find a, a level spot to loaf into, and it's having trouble. Actually, I'm going to roll... Precisely oh. what is that, darling? Uh, good question. And uh, in a tumble, it, it 
falls down, it rolls. It does not land on its feet, so you can pretty uh, accurately deduce it is not a feline. I rolled a five. <laughs> I imagine its legs just fold backward and it stands up upside down. <laughs> no, if you uh, if you like, yeah. when we return, we can uh, get our, one of our life science officers to take a look and maybe tell you what it is. Oh. Fine by me, I suppose. I don't, I don't know. It's it's weird and it sticks around and it doesn't eat me. So it's uh, it's been fine so far. It also doesn't seem to mind the music. Have you tried like actually making friends with it? Uh, to the extent that it has not eaten me, yes. <laughs> but uh. She's a, a little skittish, and I'll I'll go to approach her. I don't even know if it's a she. I just think it's a she. It looks she-ish. <laughs> it looks she-ish. So I'll go to approach Ko. Does she does she run away and go hiding? Shit. See, see, this is where I I have difficulty because it's a creation of yours, and I feel like you know it, if you're making it your pet, you should be controlled. But I think from now it sounds like you don't have a whole lot of. Uh, handle on it so i think i will take the reins from here i i'll say you know it's how long have you had her it her uh three weeks yeah with three weeks of you uh constantly feeding it a variety of things uh, oftentimes nice and spicy it's it's warming up to you it'll 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 uh relent as, as you uh, approach it i i go to pat it on its head it slaps your hand away with a tentacle. But it raises its haunches. Uh, give me a perception check, actually. Oh, that's very high. I rolled a 19 and I get 4, so 23. All right. Uh, it, it, it wants butt rubs. It doesn't want head touches. <laughs> yes, that sounds like one of Sean's creations. <laughs> <laughs> This is how you spend the night. Uh, you, you share a meal together. Uh, Akim will, you know, your inspirational spring, and you'll go and do what you got to do with the computers. But yeah, you, you pass the night. Um, mm -hmm. I have to say this. I'm not asking because you're married IRL. Do you sleep in separate beds? What, IRL or no? <laughs> I, I imagine, yes. In, in game, I imagine, yes. Yeah, in, in, in game, they sleep in separate beds. Okay. I just wanted to... The, the dancing scene was real nice. I just wanted to like leave that open if that was the thing you guys had in mind for uh, your characters. Hell, in real life, half the time I make him sleep in the living room. <laughs> oh, I know. You tell me. <laughs> I snore. No, it's Very fine. Badly. So do I. I get it. No, I I totally get it. No, this wasn't a judgment on your your marital situation. No, I was curious if uh, your characters, if you guys had any sort of uh, ideas or uh, desires or anything like that to do that with these characters, but uh, no, you just spend a nice, quiet evening in in home. Uh, you dance together, but you sleep in separate beds. Uh, an alarm goes off, and it is now mechanically, technically, uh, what your day shift would be at this point. Akim is kind of attuned to you, the different planets you visit. You know, just the the way I'm working is like. There's not a whole lot of jet lag because that would be really fucking boring if I made everyone exhaust. If I gave everyone a, 
uh, level of exhaustion for every different time zone they land in. So like the way I'm, I'm playing it is, you know, you land on a new plan at a different time zone. It messes with you like mentally, like, oh, it's supposed to be this, but I'm not having people like, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Oren, you're going to have uh, a minus two to all attacks because you're not on this. this oh God, don't do that to Oren. Yeah, no, he's, he already takes enough penalties with his bad right. rolls. Uh, so the, the the morning has come. Uh, uh, you 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 leave your bedrooms and you you'll see uh, Ko just in the middle of this pile of gadgetry. And uh, yeah, you are ready to head back out if there's nothing else to do in the base. Uh, yeah, I I make sure that uh, Karina the gun, not the not the AI. Uh, Karina, mm-hmm. the gun is charged up, and uh, that means your base also has a charging station. Note for Don. <laughs> I'm just getting an idea of what's these in are it. things I didn't know. Oh no, it's fine. <laughs> no, no, it's totally cool. I'm fine with doing that. You know, it, it may not function like Don's like. I'm just gonna say stuff, and Donald give me things. I'm fine with it. You know, it, it's all scavenged. It, it takes a while to do the task. Like it doesn't work as efficiently as when you spent however many credits. Uh, I, I leave it, leave it on overnight. Just there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sort of thing, and that's yeah. So no, it's totally cool. I'm 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 flexible doing that. I just I just need to. I just want to have uh, just a running tab of all the thousands of credits I'm letting you get away with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're you're able to uh, board back up. I'll say uh, Ko does follow a few paces after the both of you. Uh, Rhapsody, are you armoring up before you leave? Oh yeah, before she gets mm-hmm. on the ship, she's going to be in full polished, freshly polished armor. Okay, so you probably spent some time because you were in that battle either in the two and a half days on the ship or now that you were out of it for a while. That's like you, her uh, morning thing. You know how, sure. like, back in Pathfinder, you had uh, spellcasters that spend an hour preparing for spells or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, yeah. Rhapsody spends, like, an hour every morning polishing all her gear. Absolutely. Keeping this shine on it. Like, mm-hmm. cleanliness is a very important thing to her. And to her deities. And to her order, yeah. Yeah, her order. That's better. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you, that's how you spend your morning. Uh, maybe Akim's trying to coax Ko out of the pile of gadgetry, and you're just there, just hey, you, buffeting off all the. Like, sorry, I, I take out like a half broken data pad and like put on like mm-hmm. a little like fishy, fishy cat <laughs> distraction game yeah. on it. I'm like, come here, come here, yep. <laughs> you're backing away. <laughs> yep, and just uh, Rhapsody's on a couch, just taking up the whole damn couch with all of her. Uh, <laughs> Pieces of armor, just her pauldrons, her greaves. That battle, while it, uh, you guys dispatched him quite well, he was kind of a disgusting, falling apart corpse folk. So I guess uh, over she... over these days, I probably healed, didn't I? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hand waving the healing. Johnny f- killed me when he told me in episode one when they all met that six days of drift travel, he didn't bother to patch up his wound, <laughs> and it wasn't until like episode four or five that i was able to get someone in to quote-unquote heal him of his so yes (laughs) over the two and a half days of drift travel yeah you you guys fully healed you you got uh oh and also in starfinder i was looking it up for uh other things you only need six hours of sleep a day to regain all of your uh stuff back hey cool because isn't pathfinder eight yeah 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 so it's just kind of a neat little there. distinction between the two. So, and yeah. I've always thought that's ridiculous. 
because mm-hmm. like some people need eight hours sleep mm-hmm. and some yep. some people like live off of four Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think what it probably was is they were based off of they were each kind of based off the science at the time, because uh, like nowadays, while eight hours of rest is like suggested, you only they basically figured you you're fully rested at like six hours. Yeah. And, you know, th- th- in this world, uh, there's gadgetry. So like, you know, an extra two hours of sleep away from my devices. Fuck you, Paizo. <laughs> So uh, they may have shrunk shrunk it down a couple for that, but yeah, you guys all uh, Rhapsody, you're all nice and spiffy. That that polished smell is coming off your armor. Ko has been extracted. I just heard her shifting around, and she is now following behind you as you make your way back to the Skull and Tones. Karina, uh, go ahead and open up the uh, drop hatch, engage engines, start warming up. So how long do you think it'll take us to get there, darling? Uh, it could be a day, could be, uh, could be six, probably not six. What is your, uh, drift, uh, engine? Two. My drift is two. Oh, at most it'd be so four I think days. Quickest. Six plus two, yeah. so, yeah. All right, yeah, a couple of days, maybe four. All right, well, I brought books. What books did you bring as uh, you guys are boarding up? I'm curious, what kind of books did uh, Rhapsody bring to... Rhapsody likes fiction Mm -hmm. that is... It's fiction because it's very... uh, It's meant to be historical Mm -hmm. uh, in the time periods it was written. But because so much is unknown, the authors make up a lot of things Mm -hmm. uh, based on little pieces of information, maybe something that, that... they saw in a museum or, you know, some little weird something. Um, so she has no idea whether it, it has any accuracy or not, <laughs> but uh, she she likes reading about far less complicated times. Gotcha. That, that's very, uh, very on brand for the character. Okay. So yeah, as you guys are uh, loaded up, the ship is uh, primed, ready to go. KO has joined you. Uh, and use uh, as you uh, depart from the hangar bay, and the way I'm doing hangar bay, this one too, it's uh, it's tucked in, but there's also kind of like a, a, a static kind of shield, so you don't have blast doors to open. It just kind of you know exactly where it is, and the odds of someone just stumbling across it are very, very small. So rather than you know, and I not, personally, mm-hmm. I don't love like parking outside of a thing and this big steel door being the thing. I like. Kind of a force field barrier, kind of like in a Star Wars. You, you like Death Star hangar base? Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you're loaded up. Uh, as you pull out of here, give me a uh, piloting check as you uh, maneuver around this maze of rocks that surrounds your little space villa. Uh, and I get plus one from the ship. Mm-hmm. And I have, I think, uh. 3020. Okay, yeah. Uh, you're able to navigate through just fine. You you know, asteroid fields shift a lot, but you know this area quite well, You're and you're damn good with your ship, so you're able to get through just fine. As you clear the bulk of the diaspora and mass, uh, why don't you give me a computer check to scan the area around you as you continue on? Oh, no. That's a natural one. I guess six. Okay. Uh, yeah, you make your way on, and uh, 
you start kind of gearing up. You maybe start. Uh, are you? Do you want to take the drift, or you want to just engage your engines? Uh, he'll he'll probably get away a little bit. He doesn't want to make too many repeat uh, like drift jump signatures too close to his base. So he'll probably go out like uh, a few hundred miles or some shit. Yeah, I think that's on scale for ship speed. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah, as you as you uh, make your way down, uh, you get your way clear a little bit further. Uh, all of a sudden, the entire ship is rocked by three thumps from the aft interrupting your calculations as you pilot out and uh your shipboard your comm chimes shit hey neighbor long time no see think i've just about got your little hidey hole figured out i've been tracking you for months none of the other guys said i'd find it but i have who is this asshole darling am i familiar with this voice <laughs> um do, hey do i know who this asshole is <laughs> uh no, actually, uh, he's just kind of a nondescript kind of just another voice. bounty hunter just, in the wind. Just another guy. Uh, why don't you tell me where your base is so I can get me some of that neat tech I know you got stashed away? Rhapsody will put a hand out to kind of silence uh, Akin, and uh, she'll say, uh, "This is Knight Lieutenant Rhapsody. Who am I speaking to?" Forgot that you guys are role players. I didn't give him a name. Um. <laughs> You can you can call me Simon, and Simon says, "Lower your shields and prepare to be boarded." I'm all over the place with this voice. Yes, Starling, but Rhapsody says you are interfering with the mission of the Iomedian Navy. Oh. Go the fuck away. <laughs> is that intimidate or uh, diplomacy? That is intimidate, most likely. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Which I have a very good intimidation. Mm -hmm. So an eighteen. Uh, I I I I'll media na navy. You're the you're with the navy, Akim. You're what the hell? Yeah, I kind of just look up at her and just like. And uh, he's <laughs> like gesture uh, with three hands. <laughs> and and uh. So the uh, so you got fired on by the after your shift, and as you're as you're still moving forward, you see uh, out of the corner of your view screen it uh, uh, another ship. This one uh, clunky, ugly, and uh, you know you can clearly see that it's in uh, disrepair. It starts just jetting just as far away from you as possible, and it's not going back the way you came. It's cutting perpendicular to which way you were going. It is hauling ass away from you. Darling, I think you might need to uh, think about changing, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, pretty soon. That's a pretty small range for scanners to uh, start scanning for irregularities. You can probably sweep us out. Uh, probably in less than a month. Ah, shit. We'll swing back by on the way back. See if it's found yet or not. If not, scrounge uh, up some of the shit I've got in there to take with and set up a new place. It's gonna take a while to make another one. But uh, good job, good job scaring him away. Uh, I appreciate that. I didn't want to blast his ass out of the out of the void. Well, I would prefer not to have to kill people who are doing, you know, legal work hunting down bounties. 
Well, from the sounds of it, he just wanted to steal my shit. So he was probably a pirate. Oh, well, we could have killed him then. I should say at this point, it is still within the range of your weapons. If you wanted to take care of this. No, I, Occam's not a, not a, you know, a dead men tell no tales type of pirate. He's, uh, he, he, he'd rather burn his bridges than, uh, than kill somebody without a really good reason. Okay. Cool. I was worried about having to do starship combat yeah. with no map. All uh, right. But he, he will... I was prepared. I had, I yeah. had the stat block ready. Uh, I mean, I was, I was expecting that that's exactly where it was going when I went boom, boom, boom. Uh, but I'm going to ask Karina if there's any uh, damage sustained to the hull or if it was just into the shields. No, Akin. That was just a fire onto the shields. It barely did any damage at all. I think he was not wanting to damage you properly. <sighs> good news, then. Even more good news is I have flagged the ship's transponder and I will be tracking its trajectory going forward. Good. Maybe that way we can find out where he's at or maybe who he's working for. Indeed. For now, though, let's, uh... You know what? I'm going to jump to Triaxis. I'm going to jump to Triaxis, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to give us about a three-hour flight to actually get to the planet. Give our own trajectory a bit of an off point. Uh... Karina, uh, calculate other planetary bodies past Triaxis. Try and see if we can fool people. Processing. Course laid in. Let's go. So yes, uh, Karina plots in the uh, requisite factors, variables that you wanted in. You slap the button to enter the drift. Uh, roll me a D6, and I will remember this time. D6 roller. <laughs> For how long you're traveling with the D6. Yeah, minimum, baby. One and a half days. Okay, so for one and a half days, you are now traveling again through this pink-purple misty thing. There's uh, the, the, Going out this way, you see that this has more uh, less chunks of material plane and more chunks of the water plane. There are huge clouds of pure vapor. There are solid ice uh there are entire rivers of water just hanging out here in this airless void as you uh, punch into the drift plane. And that's where we're going to leave it. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do.